Ladies and gentlemen, very welcome to this session of the CX Goalkeeper. It's a great pleasure to have Denna with me. Hi, Denna. Nice to see you, Gregorio. I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. I think the easiest way, I know that everybody knows you because you are a LinkedIn master, a LinkedIn guru, but please, for the people who don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. I appreciate the kind words. Yes, I have been on LinkedIn now for quite a few years, but active um, also more recently for the past three or four years. And what I've done on LinkedIn is basically taken my um, following and my network and grown it dramatically. And I share the knowledge. Um, I love LinkedIn so much that I have made it my passion to offer the value for other people who want to grow their network and their following, and most importantly, grow their business on LinkedIn. Thank you very much, Then I think this is uh, quite understandable. And the numbers that you shared are really, really interesting. You were speaking about uh, in 18 months, you grow your network by 25 times. And I think this is outstanding achievement. And uh, I am really, really happy to have somebody with me that we can share. You can share some, some knowledge about it, perhaps some, in, some insight about about LinkedIn. And I think this is also the, the big topic I would like to discuss with you this, uh, this evening. It's, um, I think your sentence is, ask me how, and this is exactly the question that I would like to ask you. Uh, what does LinkedIn mean for you? Well, LinkedIn means a professional networking platform, and it is filled with really amazing people. When I started on LinkedIn in 2008, I had one impression of it, and that impression stayed with me for about 10 years, but that changed in the summer of 2018. So let me back, back a step. So in 2008, I treated it as an online resume. I would put my jobs up there. I put my skills, and really, I didn't change much. Um, I would update it, and, and that's about it. And that all changed in 2018 when I started becoming more active on it. And I really started engaging more. So I saw my following and my network grow from 400 in the summer of 2018. And that was pretty consistent for about 10 years to 11,000 in about a year and a half. And now I am over 21,000 connections and followers. But really, a lot of people seem to think that it's about the numbers, and it's really not. It is about those relationships that are built on this platform. I would not have gotten to know you if it wasn't for LinkedIn. And it's there's so many amazing people here. And I think the, what impression that a lot of people have who maybe are active on Facebook or they're active on Instagram is that LinkedIn is just for job seekers. It's just for suits. It's just for CEOs. It's, it's really not for me because I'm not in that professional world when in essence it is for everyone. There are 760 million people on LinkedIn. And what I do with, with Leverage Up is I teach people how to use it to its fullest potential. Um, that it is not just about having a really good profile. 
It is about engaging. It is about engaging with the people you want to be seen by and really good posting of content. And I think that um, I'm trying to do my best to break all those myths that go along with this platform and show people how amazing it is and what really good relationships you can start in engaging with someone and then take off into the direct messages and then build those relationships even more in calls like this in uh, video calls or phone calls and really have the one-to-one -one interaction. And this is also the way that we met. I saw your yes. post, I started commenting. And then at some point in time, I said, let's write or something. And then we had several exchanges. And now I am here with you. And I think this is the great uh, point, the great advantage of, of LinkedIn, that you can connect with people outside of your region, outside of your country. And everybody is really willing to share information. And um, I think also about this topic of sharing and engaging, you are an expert on, on LinkedIn. That, that's quite clear on your profile. You, you are mentioning like you a strategist or cheerleader and, and you did from your um, passion, your interaction with LinkedIn also job. At which point in time did you decide decided or did you realize, okay, now I can start making it a job and not only something as I am doing in the evening because I like to have exchange, I like to learn new things, I like to have engagement. What was about this point in time? Sure. So in 2018, I took a sales job and they wanted me, that company wanted me to use LinkedIn as the primary way to bring in new business. And so that is when the pivot happened. But the mindset shifted from LinkedIn is an online resume to LinkedIn is a professional networking platform with lots of amazing people and let's get to know people and let's help other people understand what I do. And so when I started posting content in um, around the fall of 2018, so I had already been engaging, I started posting my own content, I could notice that I was becoming a thought leader. And because that um, sales position was in the staffing and recruiting industry, I basically took it from, I want to connect with companies, but I also want to share my knowledge and um, help people to learn. And that's, that's really what I did with my content. And when I left that sales job um, about a year or so later, it was um, a change in mindset. I was starting to look for my next opportunity, but I had so many people who were having discussions with me about how I should um, make this, make LinkedIn and grow my, um, help other people understand about LinkedIn and um, help people understand that it is a place where you can grow your business. And so I started my company almost a year ago, and um, it's been it's been amazing. It's been really fantastic. I've helped just about 40 or so people really understand the platform a lot better than they did before. And for some people, that is a matter of moving from posting all text posts to posting videos. For some people, it is helping them find jobs. For other people, it is helping them grow business and grow relationships for that business off of LinkedIn, using what they are starting on LinkedIn and then taking that offline. 
And I feel that that's super important and it can be done. It really can be done. And what you don't want to do is to sell indirect messages because we are all humans. And if someone comes to ring my doorbell and tries to sell me something and I don't know who they are, that's pretty much what you're doing in a direct message um, on LinkedIn when someone, when you connect with someone immediately and then try to pitch them. So what I do is I teach my clients how to engage with the people that they want to be seen by and then um, possibly down the road, take that into the direct message, but it shouldn't be the first thing you do. And I think I can share one, one personal experience. I got on the 25th of December, it's uh, Christmas day, one Christmas. Sales message. <laughs> one sales message from a guy I didn't know and he, he wanted to sell me something and one day later and in in Europe it's also a vacation day I got a reminder are you going to answer to my email I said sorry but it's, it's Christmas it's vacation and then it, it doesn't work uh, you then uh, you mentioned really I think three big topics that really I would say counts but that's what you are going to explain to us it's about your profile, it's something like the, the business cards. The second one, it's about, you already spoke quite a lot about the content and the different type of content. And you spoke about engagement. Are these the three most important ingredients in LinkedIn? They are, they are. And that's really the three main um, capacities and the functionalities that I teach. So where your profile can be your online billboard. It can be your online business card and it should speak to what you are and what you're all about more than just a job title. It is the foundational piece that you take with you when you engage with other people's content. Because if you're posting something and then I'm gonna give you a comment in that same post, People are then going to click on to see who Deanna Russo is and then hence the profile. And that's why profile comes first before anything else. But then when you're posting content, then the profile goes with you wherever because then other people are seeing your content. Other people are engaging with your content. And one of the awesome things about LinkedIn are those first degree connections, but then those second degree connections and those third degree connections. Because you may have people in your network who I'm not connected to. But if you tag me in a post, if I comment on the post, then my connections will, will see it. And then your connections will, will get to know Deanna a little bit more. So it's one of the best things about LinkedIn is it's not just who you're immediately connected to, but all, all, everyone who you're engaging with is then seeing that content and that, um, the engagement and the, the comments. Let's quickly go to these three topics. We were speaking, we started speaking about the profile and you mentioned that yes. the business card, you see the name and uh, let's say the short explanation after, after the name. If you click on that, then you can, you can give uh, additional information on your profile. Right. What's the most important um, points or hints that you would like to share with, with the audience? Sure. So the profile, there are different parts of your LinkedIn profile, but one of the first things that people see and notice when you're can, when they're uh, considering connecting with you is your profile picture. So you really want to have a nice head and shoulder shot. 
when it comes to um, your profile picture and try not to make it a selfie. Have someone else take the picture and um, smile. You'd be amazed at the amount of people who I have seen not smiling in their profile picture because they want a really good first impression. They don't want to see angry Deanna. They want to see happy Deanna. So smile and show them what you're all about. And I have told people that it's good to have a professional looking profile picture, but you don't have to invest in a very expensive photographer to take that. If you have someone else take that picture with a really good camera or really good phone where you know that the visibility of that picture is clear, then there you go. Just get all dressed up really nice and take it. And But it should speak to who you are and what you do. If you're getting all dressed up, but then it, that picture doesn't speak to the real person, then it's not, it's not for real. And the other part that is super important is your headline. Your headline is what is underneath your name and it travels with you, like you said, regardless of what you're commenting on or what you're posting on. So your headline, it used to be 110 characters, but just about six months or so ago, they changed that to 220 characters. So it allows you to really identify yourself and customize yourself and really creative creativity can go wild because it is not just your job title. It is what you do and how you do it and what makes you tick. All of that, all of that stuff. It can go into your headline. You can really be creative with how you do it. With emoticons or without emoticons in the headline? Some people use emojis. Some people use emojis. Um, I personally don't, but it really has to speak to your personality. So if you're writing emojis and text messages and you're writing emojis and emails and you feel like using the emojis, go for it. I just, I'm not, I'm not a big emoji person personally, but if for my clients, if you want to use emojis, I, I say go to with what best identifies with you. Thank you, Dana. And I think then we have the first step. Let's say we have a profile uh, with a good picture, as you said, with the headline and additional information. If somebody wants to get additional information, Dana is giving a great masterclass and she is also giving consulting. Please contact her because it's really great. Small publicity advertising. <laughs> and, and let's go to Thank the second, uh, second topic. It's, um, it's then about the content. And there, perhaps, I understand that somebody says you should post every day, three, four times a day, like Gary Vaynerchuk. Other people are saying it's enough if you post twice a week. Others say only one, uh, once a week. Uh, people are saying Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is better than uh, Monday and Friday. But there, it's how is it possible to create content that, uh, that resonate, that create engagement. And I know that engagement and content, it's different. Con we will speak later about engagement, but what should be in this, in this content uh, that can resonate to other people? Six out of every 10 people on LinkedIn are on the platform to learn. They're on the platform to grow and to expand their knowledge. 
So if you have knowledge to share, and if you consider yourself either a potential expert or an expert in your field, then use the content and use the medium that is LinkedIn. And there are some people who want to post in the mornings. There are some people who say post in the afternoons or evenings. But my best advice is test it out. Test out the waters and see what works best for your audience. Because everyone is different. We're all in different time zones around the world. So you can say my morning posts do really good on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Or you could say, well, Sunday mornings are pretty good and, and post then. So you really have to test the waters to see when to post. As far as what to post, if your content tells a story, you're on the right track. If your content allows people to see who you are and get to know you better, you're on the right track. And if your content shares knowledge at the same time, even better. Um, there are people that love to post, um, that like to write, and they like to, to do the text post. There are some people that like to add the image. And then there are others who want to try out video and go down the, the whole video path. I actually did videos myself for um, at the beginning of my content journey for over a year. I would post videos every Tuesday and every Friday. And that was consistent. It was So it doesn't matter that you have to post once a week or twice a week or whatever it is. But once you stick to what you're going to do, stay consistent with it. Because if you're posting once a month, that's not going to do anything for your engagement. People aren't going to look and look for your content. But when I started posting and doing those every Tuesday and every Friday videos, I developed a following. So it is about when you post, but it's also about what you post too, because my content then educated people about staffing and recruiting specifically. I would do a series on interview questions, the top 12 interview questions and how to answer and how not to answer. So if your content is teaching people and sharing the knowledge, that's what people will eat up and um, it, it, will, it will work out good. And you're staying consistent. That's, that's two of the big, big components of content. Thank you, Dana. Perhaps on the, on the content, one one additional question, and also there, it's again, it's with or without emojis. But also, is there a structure that you suggest? Some people are saying you need to start with a question, then you need to have uh, four lines without text because then people need to click on read more, and then you can provide the knowledge or something that you want to share. Other says if you want to have. Uh, good good content then you need to start with how to and so on what's your view on all these tips that all these different um, linkedin gurus are giving well one of the most important things for writing content is to make it skimmable because you only have people's attention for a short period of time and so when your content is skimmable they're able to digest it easier than large paragraphs, for one. Um, also, if you have just two or three sentences in a post, they better be good ones. They better really grab people's attention um, because telling a story, it, you can't really accomplish that too much in just two or three sentences, unless it's something that's very powerful. You want to write very quick thoughts then separate them so that people can skim through them. But if you've got everything clumped together, it's not going to be as easy to read. 
And that first sentence, it should hook. It should hook people's attention because you're right. You have to click into the see more to find out the rest. So it should grab people's attention, whether it's a question or whether it's a powerful statement. It should get, it should get people's attention at the beginning to, um, to encourage them to click see more. Thank you very much. And I think we go from profiles to content to the engagement. That's the last topic of this discussion. And and there it's it's what it's really interest also inter personal interest on that. It's when we're speaking about engagement, it's it's about like, it's about content. Some people say you need to post and then leave LinkedIn and wait to get some some comments. Others are saying you need to stay in because in the first hour after the after that you posted something, it's where you you push the algorithm of LinkedIn to spread this information. Uh, what's your view on that? And uh, in order to complete the question, it's also when when you speak about engagement, then you start speaking about this avenues of LinkedIn where you really can get the likes, the comments, the engagement. Could you please share some some ins, some information about this topic? Yes, absolutely. So first, when you're posting, it has been found through multiple tests that the engagement in that first hour after you post is critical. So I have made sure when I post that I have an hour or so to engage with people who write the comments. And I'm, I'm checking it on a regular basis to make sure that I'm responding to all those comments. It's, it's just the way the algorithm goes. So that's one thing. And people are still testing it um, to see if that's, if that's true. In more cases than not, if you're posting and responding to comments posted within the first hour, your views will go up because it shows people surrounding you who see that post that you're engaging. So it's not just you're posting and leaving, but you're engaging with the people who are engaging with you. So that's, that's and it shows that you care about your audience. So that's really important. Um, those avenues that are important to engage in, you have to know your target audience. You have to know the people that you want to be visible to. And that will help you identify, better identify where to go on LinkedIn and how to find the people that you want to create those conversations with. And groups is one of those things that I, that I talk to my clients about. Some groups on LinkedIn are very active. And some groups they're having fantastic conversations in and other groups are not as active. And it's one of the functionalities that LinkedIn is looking closer at. Um, I believe that they're targeting by the end of this year that they're going to do more with groups on LinkedIn because um, they recognize the need for community. Things like Clubhouse, they're very aware of Clubhouse and they're on it and they understand that these discussions and conversations are happening. And so they are tapping into their groups to make them more functional for what they could create. And that is a community. Uh, thank you. And perhaps the, 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 the question that it's also moving other people, because it's what you're saying, it's, it's to create engagement, but it means you need to have uh, followers that are uh, commenting what you are writing. But how is it possible to people to get the first, the second comment and start creating this engagement? Because a lot of people also I speak with, they are saying, yes, I have my followers that are liking that or, may, or, or looking at it, 
quite a lot of views, uh, some likes, but no, nobody's commenting that. How can you create a way to get some comments? Well, if there are people that you respect and that you identify with, then tag them. But that being said, there are people that overuse tagging too. So you want to be strategic with your tags. And um, there are some people, <clears throat> excuse me, who actually turned off notifications on tags. And so I have found that even sending a direct message with your content to bring it to that person's attention. Direct messages are paid attention to because like I said, those relationships really start and those conversations for your business start in those direct messages. So if someone were to, were to send me a direct message with a piece of content, I would be more inclined to go to that piece of content rather than getting the notification at the text. Um, there are people that tag me and I say I might I might miss it in the notifications. There's a lot of a lot of things that pop up in my notifications. But I check the notifications before I check those connection requests too, because those are the people who want attention. Those are the people who recognize who I am and they want attention. So Hopefully that answered your question, but, but it's really Im important to use the tags and to know also the hashtags that best apply to your content to make that content more visible. And it can be done. Um, honestly, it can be done. You just have to know uh, what the best strategies are for your particular content and how, it's, how, how to get it seen by more people. Thank you very much. And I want to be really honest with, with you, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this video. Normally, Dana is asking money for this ins and this information. And today she's sharing that with us for free. I'm really, really, really happy. Please contact her if you have any additional questions. But before we, we close this discussion, um, we would also like, and that's normally what also I'm doing on my podcast, is we want to learn a bit more about you, Dana. And uh, my first yeah. question would be, um, you are really very active on LinkedIn. I know that you are also extremely active on Clubhouse. You have a great family. How can you ensure to have your work-life balance, or I name that life-work balance, because life is more important than work? It's all juggling. I juggle so much. Um, I have blocked out spaces on my calendar for things like picking up my son from school. And when I have to drive my daughter to a gymnastics meet, it's blocked out. I think I did two phone calls, one on the way in that road trip and one on the way back. That was it. And the rest of the time she had my undivided attention, which I don't know if she liked the whole bunch, <laughs> but it's, it's about that um, work-life balance. And like you said, in many, many times that life comes first. You have to recognize that the people who you are loved by, they want your attention just as much as anyone on social media. And so I, I honestly, I put my, my family first. I put my friends first. I put my clients first. And if anything else is dropped off after that, then that's the way life is. Um, but honestly, I believe that these relationships are so important that I'm blooming on these social media platforms that I feel like 
I right now I'm juggling and I'm making making sure that there's time. But there was time um, about three months ago where I took a break. I took a break from social media for four or five days. If you need to give yourself that to take a break and enjoy the people around you and put your phone down. I actually heard from one person. It was earlier this week that he didn't pick up his phone all weekend. I said, good for you. Good for you because you need that time. You just need a break from from any devices, from any other noise, and just concentrate on what you're most grateful for. And in many, many aspects, that is your family and that is your life and that is the people who love love you and uh, surround you with their love. I fully agree what, with your saying. My family is my battery charger and, and therefore I yes. can understand. Yeah. Um, is, um, perhaps you're reading a book or there is a book that you want to suggest to the audience that you share or something that you say, this is one important book to have a look at or this is the book I am reading. Yeah, yeah. that's funny that you asked that. I didn't even know that you're going to talk about that. So there's, there's one that I read in between my calls. It's called B, and it's by Jessica Zwig. That's D-W-E-I-G. There it is. And the subtitle is A No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. That's all. Being yourself. And you know that authentic, authenticity is my trademark. So I was really interested. And how I heard about Jessica was Clubhouse. When she rolled out this book, it was last week, and I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And I didn't place the order for it until she read the foreword and um, the preface of the book. And she starts with saying, I was sitting in my home office in my apartment in Chicago, staring blankly at my bank balance. My checking account was minus $113.09. I had already borrowed money from my boyfriend. I promised to pay him back knowing the future of our relationship depended on it. And she talks about making the trip to her parents, um, even though they knew her as an up-and-coming entrepreneur and asking for that money. And it, it's just really interesting about where she was and what she thought of herself and where she is now with helping people to brand themselves. And it's, it's super interesting. It's been a great book so far. I haven't gotten too far into it, but, but what I have read is good. So. Sorry. Um, thank okay. you very much. The la second last question is about um, your contact details. Uh, how can people contact you if they have a question? Yes, absolutely. LinkedIn, if you look up Deanna Russo on LinkedIn and you'll find me. Um, Deanna at leverageupllc.com is my email. Leverageupllc.com is my website. Um, but honestly, I'm on LinkedIn more than I'm anywhere else. <laughs> I sometimes I wonder whether I check LinkedIn more than I check my own emails, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my go to. So if, if you're on LinkedIn, I'm happy to connect with you. Thank you very much. And really the last question, it's for me, it's the name of this question is the golden nugget. It's something that you want to share with the audience that you mentioned already or something new that you want to leave to the audience. Yep. I uh, honestly believe in authenticity. And when someone says be yourself, they're really meaning just that. If you are thinking about what you're going to be on LinkedIn, Just be yourself. That's it. 
Thank you very much. As usual, I'm not commenting the gold nugget because it's your gold nugget. I want to say really thank you very much for your time. It was a great pleasure. And ladies and gentlemen, it was really a great pleasure to have you uh, on this show. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast, to watching to the video. It was a great pleasure. But in particular, Dana, thank you very much. Thank you, Gregorio. It was a very, it was very energetic, and I love the discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Dana. Bye bye. Bye.